Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy market developments in these challenging coronavirus times. Joining me, Richard Svarison, on the podcast today is Diana Basila of Alpic. A warm welcome to you, Diana. Hi, Richard. Happy to hear that you're safe. Hello to everyone as well in this um, pretty rough times, let's say. I hope you're doing okay down uh, down in Switzerland and coping um, with the, these very extraordinary times. Yes, it has been um, work from home for uh, two weeks now. Everyone is coping pretty well here. But considering uh, all the news and all the let's say, changes that we have witnessed in the energy markets these days, it has been pretty hectic, I would say. Mm, absolutely. Now, you're the coal market expert here. So I think we haven't really, in these Montel special podcasts, talked about the coal market, but we've seen, you know, seen massive price falls and volatility in oil, carbon and gas prices. What's been happening in the coal markets in the last, you know, two weeks Despite the fact that we have seen um, oil prices and even gas prices declining, coal has been more resilient over the past, let's say, two weeks. And the reason for this has been related to the news, considering the um, supply uh, reductions that miners have been uh, taking throughout the world. Combined, let's say, with an expected uh, pickup in demand coming from China, as the country has basically passed uh, through the virus spread and managed to actually restart a part of its industrial uh, activity. Uh, when I'm thinking about the supply side of the story, it has been pretty, pretty hectic in terms of the announcements that the market has been witnessing over the past days, because this has basically changed their perception about how the supply and demand balance looked like. Therefore, for example, if I'm thinking about Colombia, Colombian miners, they have told us that they reduce operations. However, they will keep a team at mines that should be, um, let's say, trying to keep the operations running, at least for meeting their obligations, their export obligations, the export volumes that go on the long-term contracts. That definitely will reduce the total supply available from Colombia, but at least these miners will be able to still continue exporting from their inventories as well. On top of that, we had also South Africa. South Africa declared a 21 days lockdown in the country. And actually, uh, this happened last uh, Friday, I guess. And actually, only two days later, it has announced uh, that it will allow some of the miners to continue exporting from Richards Bay Coal Terminal. So this has been a major, major shift in perception because Richards Bay stands for around 7 to 8% of the total uh, export supply in the market. So you can imagine the, the impact that the prices have witnessed. There has been in a lot of volatility, especially or API for prices as well. Sure. So how much more supply destruction do you anticipate over the coming months due to the um, efforts to limit the spread of the coronavirus? Looking at all the, um, let's say, the, the news and all the information that we see in the market, I guess what miners seem to be doing is basically adjusting to the level of demand as well. So 
in terms of the volumes, they will probably, I mean, it, it will probably be hard to actually pinpoint an actual number, like a, a definite number for now, considering that we are still going through this uh, rough time. But I do believe that we could probably see, uh, let's say, 3 to 5% contraction in supply. But that could be just a response as well to, to the demand destruction that we see these days. But how much of this this reduction in supply, you know, particularly maybe from sort of higher cost US producers, would have happened anyway because of market conditions, you know, declining EU demand, uh, an oversupplied gas market? Your point is exactly very, very fair in, in that. Considering where, for example, gas prices are today, we definitely know that uh, the coal to gas switching, which has been so strong last year throughout Europe, is going to, let's say, spread around the, the whole world. And especially Asia nowadays should probably see an increased potential for this coal to gas switching. Therefore, the shutdown of high cost coal supply in the global market would probably uh, happen without having necessarily uh, had the the impact of the virus. The first ones to be hit in terms of coal exporters would be, the, of course, the US, because they have more high cost uh, operations than the global market. But we will definitely see throughout the world all miners actually taking these kind of measures in order to to shut down or close down their high-cost operations. Even before the coronavirus spread, for example, in Colombia, uh, we know that Glencore was announcing to shut down one of of its high-cost operations because the profit margins were too low. If we return to Europe, we've seen the figures for emissions, for example, came out yesterday and, and it's becoming a clearer picture today. And carbon emissions are down about 10% in Europe in 2019, or showing that that the emissions fell 10% in 2019 because of the switch from coal to gas. I mean, how do you think this coronavirus will accelerate that reduction? I do believe that the fact that we are actually seeing a destruction in power demand and also in industrial demand, which will reduce as well gas consumption, will have a negative uh, impact on emissions as well. When it comes to the cold coal uh, reduction, I can tell you that, for example, last week, the impact of the uh, lockdowns in several European countries to the total coal burn was around 24% loss. So that was more or less in line with the decline in the power demand as well. However, the low coal burn was already in place, let's say, in Europe before this situation because gas continues being relatively more competitive than coal. So if I have to think about the rest of the year and considering the coal to gas switching in Europe, I would say that further switching potential is rather limited for the continent. So the impact of the virus will probably be coming from the total loss in demand rather than further switching in itself. I mean, you mentioned a slight pickup in Chinese demand. Have you got some some figures here, Diana? Or do you see this maybe also could repeat itself in other parts of the world? Yes, I do have some figures in terms of how much coal burn uh, the coastal provinces of China are seeing every every week. Excellent. And that, uh, that has uh, picked up steadily in the past at least, let's say, um, 10 days. Mm-hmm. 
And as well, their coal inventories have uh, declined as a result. So basically, before the virus, they were having around 40 days worth of inventories. And now this number goes down towards a more normal level. It's still higher than normal, but now we have it at around 28, 29 days worth of consumption. So definitely we can see from the market, there are signs that the Chinese industry is coming back. However, there is one thing that is extremely important and that in my view would definitely, let's say, have a negative impact on, on coal demand in China. And that is uh, related to the fact that the industrial companies, especially on the coastal side, apparently still have to reduce their operations for now because they see a lot of uh, cancelled export orders from other countries because other countries are now in the same issue. So despite the fact that the Chinese government provides and wants to continue providing actually a lot of stimulus in the market in order to support economic growth and get out of or rebound the whole uh, market from the loss suffered uh, during the past two months, I think that the situation that the rest of the world is facing will definitely not help China in achieving uh, necessarily a strong uh, growth uh, rate and as, as a result, increasing their consumption of coal and even a consumption of electricity. On top of China, I just wanted to mention that we also have India. India is in a very, very big uh, player as well in terms of consumption of coal and also producer of steel, producer of cement. And now these three weeks of lockdown in India will definitely have a, a significant impact on, on its economy. And as a result, that will uh, reverberate to the whole uh, Asian uh, countries as well. Dana, thank you for that overview of, of, of Asian demand. I was just wondering what this means for prices globally for coal. Could you give us some indications of where you expect prices to, to be in, in the coming months, both for API 2 and API 4? In terms of prices, I do believe that we are going to see some downside uh, left going uh, ahead. And as I mentioned, this will come due to the fact that despite supply contracting, demand uh, destruction will be probably a little more and offset the whole impact of the supply reductions that we see in the global market. And if we add on top of this, the fact that um, oil prices have declined so much in the past uh, month, this could actually be seen as as some sort of silver lining for miners because that has reduced extremely their costs. And on top of that, if we add the fact that the currencies for major uh, mining uh, countries in the world, like I'm thinking about the Russian ruble or the Colombian peso, as a result of the decline uh, in the oil prices, have the, these currencies have weakened extremely, that actually helps in terms of the, the whole costs that miners are actually seeing today which compared to the dollar price, it's actually improving their profit margins. So even though we might actually face the price or a decline in coal prices worldwide, miners in major producing countries could still, um, let's say, survive. And they will be able to actually accept the lower dollar-based coal prices due to the fact that their costs have been uh, declining. So there are some silver linings out there for those miners. Diana, thank you very much for joining the uh, Montel Pod Extra today. 
Thank you as well, Richard. And stay safe. Absolutely. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Uh, remember to tune in every day at 5 o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye.